Welcome to Film Study, an all-American podcast with Lexi. I'm Lexi. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment, all of the things. Also, be on the lookout for my upcoming web series, Worker Bees. I don't have a release date yet, but when I do, I'll let you know. Here's Mina and I's review and recap of 418 came back for you. Hope you enjoy it. I have Mina on the pod. We were talking about the fact that some people might have blocked you. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about how maybe some of your listeners might block, have me blocked. I am Saturn Interlude on Twitter, for those who don't know. Um, You're very opinionated. You're very opinionated. <laughs> I'm literally very opinionated. It's the Virgo in me. I can't help it. I have to voice my opinion at all costs. Um, but I'm super excited to be on here today. Um, love your podcast i listen to it every week for every episode so it's so (laughs) weird like being on the opposite end and like being a guest it's so strange but really cool thank you that's crazy i'm not even gonna lie i i i stalked your uh i stalked your page quite often (laughs) (laughs) it's always so funny like when i live to all american and i'll go back the next day and just like go through my tweets from when i was live tweeting the episode i feel like i just tweet a bunch of gibberish like out of excitement (laughs) so embarrassing like going back and like reading my tweets from when i was watching the episode (laughs) no not embarrassing no you always have such good uh you've always have such good tweets um yeah especially when it comes to especially when it comes to Jordan Taylor <laughs> I'm as most people know I am very opinionated about Jordela. I have shipped them for a long 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 time like I'm one of the OGs so it's so crazy to see how full circle it's come so and I love all American I've watched all American since I was in high school so I'm really excited to be on here that's awesome that's awesome I'm excited to have you I'm excited to have Thank you, you. And maybe this is a step. I mean, we're this is uh, alluding to like what happened near the end of the episode, but like I also feel like this is a step towards healing, <laughs> healing the nation. You know, bringing Spolivias and Jordalas together. Maybe. No, I saw the tweet. It was so funny. Um, this person was like, "NK is hilarious for <laughs> finally giving us like a solid Spolivia, like Jordala core four scene when the fandoms are." literally split like it's so funny that finally four seasons in we get what we were asking for and now the fandoms are kind of fighting um but maybe this is a step in the right direction maybe we can heal and come together i think so maybe my podcast can be a short i i i feel like uh and like i hope people like don't come for me in the comments but i like i'm like I, i i hope that like I'm, I'm a step towards I'm I'm a Spolivia and a Jordela and like let's let's just heal guys we don't there doesn't need to be discourse every single day <laughs> the hostility is just too much and it's just it like is. these ships don't even affect each other so there really yeah. shouldn't be that much discourse anyways and it's so crazy because where we're at in the show right now like the four people that are constantly put against each other are in discourse are cool with each other at the right. moment. Like Liv and Layla are super cool right now. Probably the healthiest their friendship has ever been. Obviously Correct. Spencer and Jordan have their little squabble, but they're fine now. Layla and Spencer are friends again. Like there's just literally no got a scene. Yeah, just got a scene with there's them together. There's just no need for the discourse anymore. You know what I mean? And now that Jamone has gotten that closure that I think a lot of people were waiting on, and they're kind of on separate paths. And That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> get into it um but now that we finally crossed this i guess close out a chapter and are entering a new one maybe we can find peace in that maybe we can maybe we can find peace maybe we can find peace um with that being said i what were your thoughts about the episode I really liked the episode. I've honestly really enjoyed 4B in general. I I feel really feel like it's been um, a really good second half, really good strong half of the season. So especially this episode, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, I would give it five stars. I really enjoyed this episode and watching it live. I too enjoyed the episode. I think um, the the beginning went a little a little slow for me mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. and then it, it like started to was really yeah 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 and like really it was like 10 minutes 15 minutes in it was just like they like really started to like bam 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 yeah exactly 
Exactly, exactly. So I really, I really did enjoy it. Um, start getting into the storylines, uh, and like audience stay with us because we gonna go through this kind of quick. But uh, Laura, this was the <laughs> quickest storyline I've ever seen All American do. Literally, Laura being swamped, Coop coming in almost immediately because she needs to find a job, uh, taking calls for Laura, apparently prioritizing a list for who to for who she should call back and then starting a law review page but really just helping her and i'm just like (laughs) i kind of saw this coming with how close they got with you know um laura helping coop out with her legal troubles i will say this was probably one of the weaker storylines of the episode it just feels so random i feel like they yeah, don't know what to do with these two characters right now so they're like mm. let's just throw them together it just feels really random to me oh personally. really i think it it didn't feel random and it, that, that's probably because uh my good friend manda saw this coming as well and like saw them putting her like uh saw coop working with laura i actually think as far as laura's storyline goes like season three for Laura was the most, I think, um, how do I describe it? Sort of like haphazard. Like she didn't have, the only storyline that she really had was uh, the the Black Lives Matter storyline with, with Liv. Um, and that was more so on Liv's end. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this season they've actually been intentional about uh, getting her to say like, oh, what am I going to do? And um, oh, let me open up this law practice. Let me help people. So I actually feel like they've actually had like a through line uh, for the first time with Laura since her mm-hmm. DA campaign, um, which I've really appreciated. I just don't. <laughs> I just think that Coop is the chess piece uh, that they keep moving around. Um, and I'm quite frankly a little surprised that they have not gotten her back into music i didn't think that it would last I this long i was really about to say that i thought it was going to be a temporary thing where we see coop heal her relationship with music and eventually get that back there maybe we're headed towards that direction but it's moving really slow i mean it is moving really at an, a snail pace it's moving at a snail pace and coop and her music i would argue is one of the hearts of all american and has been for a really long time um so it's just weird to see them not pivot back in that direction just yet. Yeah, yeah. So it will be interesting to see how they take it. I will I will say this, even though I'm not thrilled about Coop and Laura like teaming up because I I love Laura and I guess Coop is on a neutral for me right now. I don't dislike <laughs> her. But um I am excited, however, because and I said this in the last episode, is because like Coop is she, she's the comedic relief of this very dramatic show oh, um, absolutely. and so I'm really excited to see uh, Monet and the character of Laura get to like lean on those comedic chops for uh, so that's like one thing that I am looking forward to um, but yeah that was that was it Coop, Coop and Laura are working together now so it'll be interesting um, speaking about Laura her husband <laughs> Who's really yeah, Grace's husband, Billy? Storyline. Um, I don't know what they're doing with Billy and Grace. I don't know if they're headed back there romantically or if he's just really passionate about her taking this position. Um, I'm he's a little really just passionate. Complex. He's he's really just passionate. Oh, he's been this way since the beginning. He's always had. They've always had an affection for each other. So basically, what's happened is he's losing the principal vote. He call or Carter somehow Carter is there um, and he's talking about it with him meanwhile Carter's also talking about how he has this job opportunity in Oakland Preach overheard them and he's like y'all are both being stupid you need to be direct Uh, Billy you need to ask Regina to step aside Uh, Carter you need to be direct with Grace about moving to Oakland Um, so he talks to Regina Billy does and then literally (laughs) says oh but she says she's only gonna step aside if i get a new assist like a dean of student student affairs but it's literally like carter just told you how freaked out he was about (laughs) about telling grace that he's moving so why would he offer her that job (laughs) 
the timing is just so weird. It makes you wonder, are they headed back in that direction romantically? I, I truly don't think that they are, but I think that the writers just don't care. Like, they don't care what their relationship seems like. Um, even though it seems very, like, shady. And... It's extremely shady. It's so weird to me. We were talking it, about this um, in a group chat that I'm in about it's just I don't I can't tell what direction they're heading in yet. And I know obviously we're not gonna get into like next week that much, but I know they're locked in together at Crenshaw High next week for Halloween to like scare off vandalism people who are coming to like vandalize the school. So I just don't know where they're headed and what Billy and Grace just gets. It's a little strange, um, but we'll see what happens. It is, it is. And we'll talk more about that when we get to predictions, predictions. But it was just very interesting. Uh, but Carter ended up asking Grace to move with him to um, to Oakland. Uh, and she told him about this job offer. So they left mm-hmm. on a s- sort of weird, um, a sort of weird note, uh, which again, we'll, we'll talk more about when we get to the end. Um, Layla. <laughs> That's not a good segue, but uh, Layla, our girl Layla, our girl Layla is on a, an apology tour. It's really interesting because I feel like only the girls have apology tours on this show. Like, uh, Liv had an apology tour last season when she. Uh, when she was sort of apologizing like after her family found out about her uh, mm-hmm. relapse um, and I thought that was really interesting and then just to see now Layla being on her apology tour for like everything that went down this season but she basically ends up apologizing to Coop, apologizing to Clay apologizing to her dad like writing these letters and basically giving them to people throughout this episode um also, Patience, who was absent. Not in but, the episode? Which yeah, is so not weird in the episode. Because Layla and Patience have especially been at odds. So you would think that she would need to be present in this episode for Layla's arc specifically since she was going on this apology tour. Um, that was a little bit strange, but. Legitimately, it should. <laughs> because I feel a certain way about Layla apologizing to Coop. I'm not going to say that she shouldn't. No, I'm going to say she shouldn't have apologized to Coop. What does she need to apologize for? No, I understand I, what she... <laughs> I see both sides. Like, when you're struggling with your mental health, like, it's really easy to lash out on the people closest to you and freak out over little things. And like Layla did, she put her walls up. She became a control freak. But... There are just certain things that I feel like Layla didn't need to apologize for. And a lot of those things I feel like were in relation to Coop. And that's that's my whole thing. And here's why I'm glad it played out the way that it did on screen. Is because Coop also... I'm not going to say she apologized back, even though I think that she should have. She did admit her wrongdoing... And the fact that, you know, she wasn't honest and that she was messing with Layla's business and messing with Layla's like, this money. Is a business. This is her exactly. <laughs> exactly. Messing with Layla's business and messing with Layla's money. So I appreciate that Layla recognized on her end that she could have been a better friend in recognizing what Coop was going through. And so for that reason, I'm like, okay, this is like justified. But as far as like, basically kicking her off the label that wasn't even something that she did she didn't and they made this comment about like firing coop she didn't really fire coop like coop Coop quit coop quit before she even had a chance to fire her and then she didn't tell layla and so for so it's just like the coop apology was very like a very interesting one to highlight and i to your point i think it would have been it would have made more sense if the patient's apology would have been highlighted because they've been spending so much time uh, on that particular storyline. I agree. 
But I'm glad that whatever Coop and Layla are on good terms again for what yeah, that's Yeah, it was really nice to just see Layla in general um, kind of get closure with these people um, and make amends because, you know, she's been in pain for a really, really long time. And she's had her walls up for a really, really long time. Um, and so it was just really nice to see this new side to her. I don't think I've seen Layla like this on All American in a really long time. Like, mm-hmm. she just seems so at peace right now. She seems so content and happy and light. Um, she and it's does. just really refreshing to see the side of her again. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, even to your point about, like, getting closure with the people that she needs, she and Spencer had another conversation they haven't had really uh, a conversation between just the two of them uh, since 402, her birthday party. Um, and so it was uh, <laughs> it was funny a little bit because I don't think I was expecting it uh, when, it, when it came on screen. But again, it's I know, just I nice. Jumped. I was like, no way. I know. I was just like, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah, I was not anticipating that at all. Um, but it was nice to see in the sense that it did signify that she was just in a, in a different, healthier place. And one of the reasons. Right. Like the different... fact that she can be friends with Spencer and talk to him and not feel this awkwardness is a big step for her because she used to not even be able to hold a conversation with him because right. of how hurt she was. But this really shows how she's progressing and how she's healing him. And it's just really nice to see because Layla has been going through it for a really long time. So it's just nice to see her in a new light. She has. She has. And I think. Um to that point like she's been there in the background but being more willing as you said to like talk to him and like be I think be more vocal and upfront about her feelings as well um in a healthy way I think has been really nice to see rather than just being like there present physically um has been Mm -hmm. really cool um and again one of the reasons why she was able to do that is Jordan (laughs) No, literally, Spencer said something to Layla that has stuck with me since I watched the episode. He said that it was so nice to see her be her old self again. Um, And one of the biggest reasons why she was able to get back to that place is because of Jordan. But we'll get there. Exactly. No, no. And we're there. We're there. And so (laughs) he has been obviously, like, helping her uh, through the... uh, through the majority of the season and even like before this season um as we look as the audience well knows because i talk about it all the time so i'm just gonna get straight to he once again is helping her meeting up with uh her dad and aaron they had plans to meet up with her dad and aaron for breakfast uh and look nk and jennifer king they were like just go for it. Just go for it. Because not Layla fixing his collar. History. They want to make <laughs> CW history. Okay. That I looked at so I looked at the president of Disney Channel and I said, I want to make history. <laughs> I wanted to make history. And that's what this is. That scene caught me so off guard because I don't think I've ever seen them so flirty. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like period, that, like uh, period. Like period. I don't think that I I've think ever seen them that, that flirty. To Layla and how she's been opening up more and more and more every episode. And I just love the way that Greta has been playing Layla this season. Like, you can see it every single episode. Every t- every single time she sa- shares a scene with Jordan, like, she opens up a little bit more and more and yeah. more. And now that she's finally gotten that closure, she's a little bit more vulnerable and she's a little bit more light with him. And you really saw it in, like, this episode. Yeah, yeah. Especially. And- and for him too, like spraying cologne. We have never seen Jordan spray cologne number one, <laughs> let alone the whole bottle. Because both Layla and Simone commented on it. Um, but so but literally, right after she's fixing his collar, calls him handsome, this and that. He also, I have to add this in there. Um, her saying that his 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 outfit was giving Grammys was giving me the same vibes as Spencer. Uh, Spencer calling Liv's, Liv's shoes dope. 
and Lib calling Spencer's cake really good. Like there was a lot and, of uh, sublivia. I feel like implications and a lot of their a lot of Jordela's scenes. Like a lot of it was giving early sublivia, especially the scene uh, when they're at the kitchen table. But we'll get there. Like you can tell. You can you can feel the similarities between the you can dynamics. the collar the collar the the suit in season one um, again the the shirt talking about you look like you're dressed to go to the he did not look like he was dressed to go to the Grammys number one and so like you said the, like yeah the Grammys comment and and the shoes and the cake comment like there were definitely some good like parallels there um, and I feel like it was I feel like it was intentional too but we'll get there with the core four scene I feel like they emphasize the similarities even more um, but obviously it's true, we'll true. in this episode for sure for sure um, but they were, like we said, very quickly interrupted by Simone, um, and they assured her that she wasn't interrupting anything. Uh, but, you know, just as, as the day went on and Jordan was hanging with Simone, which we'll get to his end of things, um, she went to breakfast, uh, with her dad and Aaron by herself, uh, didn't see him until, didn't see him until later when he came to apologize um, for missing breakfast and she was just like oh well you know uh, Simone's here and that's like important and he was just like yeah but you're you're important too <laughs> I can't with them I just can't with them <laughs> and then also the fact that Simone told him to come to the event and support Spencer and he brushed it off and then Layla is right. puppy dog eyes and immediately it says pretty please go, like, Puppy but dog guys, pretty to some pleased. People, they are emotionally cheating, guys. Like they're just <laughs> friends. Simone's overreact. And so that's like right, right. And that's the thing is that like Layla saying pretty please after you know uh, Simone talks to Jordan and like is trying to get him to change his mind because literally just I feel like Simone's whole purpose in this episode besides the the relationship stuff was really uh or i should say the romantic relationship stuff was to get spencer and jordan uh talking again because as he was showing her through the campus that kind of bar that kind of bothered me a little bit like simone hasn't been on all american since the graduation episode and i feel like a lot of the screen time that she had was taken up with the spencer and jordan storyline yeah, I I will agree that I I uh, wish that it, she wasn't used like as a plot device for for Jordan and Spencer. Like it's um, almost as if their breakup was used as a plot device to push Spencer and Jordan together at the end of the episode. That was a little bit legitimately a little bit strange, um, considering you know they have been together for a long time on the show. I just I don't know. It was a little bit strange to me. I do think their breakup was done well. And I do think that they got the closure that they needed. Um, but that part was just a little bit strange to me. I know they needed a way to bring Spencer and Jordan back together. Um, but I feel like they didn't have to rely on Simone as much as they did. Right. Well, and I'll also add that, you know, it was like she's the person that's just bringing a lot of stuff to the forefront for this mm-hmm. episode. Because not only was it about Spencer and Jordan and trying to get them to talk, um, very res- reminiscent, by the way, of... Uh, early season three with her and Layla actually um but also like her being the one to find this yard yak thing which I knew yard yak was gonna come up as a point um but her finding the post on yard yak about the NIL thing and Liv um so her bringing that to to Spencer's mind about Liv so then he confronts Liv about it um and like you know defends her and and all of that stuff so mm-hmm. I guess it, it was just for a character that's been gone for so long to now come back and provide new perspectives of maybe things that other characters who have been on the show haven't seen. So I guess it makes sense in, you know, that aspect. Yeah, I, I think so. I just think that Spencer and Jordan fight every, like, three to five business weeks. It's so, so repetitive. They fight <laughs> the same thing. Which I don't mind because it's just like it's showing that it's it's giving it's almost giving like Lib and Jordan like they're they're brothers and it's so giving I think they're, brothers like exactly they're, they're brothers that fight every every so often and they're they're gonna brush it off and they're gonna forget it and so I I didn't think it was like I never thought it was like as serious 
as it may have seemed to Simone. And maybe it was, but like for me as an audience member, I was just like, oh, but they're going to be fine, like regardless of whether or not. If they fought over the same things every single time. So when they fought this time, it's like, you know, they're going to make up eventually. So it just wasn't as a deal. Right. Right. No, I agree. And so I think that Simone definitely, um, her character uh, could have been given more, and maybe not even more, but just different things to do uh, besides this whole Spencer and Jordan thing. Um, So anyway, I thought that was interesting. But as we were saying, she tried to get Jordan to go to this, to this apparel launch that Spencer was having. And he was just like, nah, I'm fine. I'm tired of talking about Spencer and Wade. Uh, Layla says, pretty please. Uh, And he goes. (laughs) And Simone, as they're arriving to this product launch, literally says, you know, uh, I'm glad that you changed your mind. And I think that she thought that she was the one that changed his mind. And then Layla comes right on up and says, the pleading worked. The editing of that scene was so sickening. Like, Simone says that, and then immediately Layla comes in, and she's like, I'm glad the pleading worked. My jaw was on the floor. Like, they were not That's playing sickening. games with this episode at all. They were not. Right after is just like, can I borrow your height? And Simone's just like, oh, you don't need to ask permission. And so it was just like, really, you felt that, you felt like what we saw in the trailer, which is that there and as Simone says when she when she breaks up with Jordan that there was a shift between Jordan and Layla that she missed and you know Clay pointed it out to her without him knowing it seemed that like she was dating Jordan um by saying like oh you know my powers used to work on her, which I roll, but like my powers used to roll work on her. They never really um, worked, but you know. Literally, literally, she never wanted you, but go off. Uh, until he came along and uh, basically her just watching them be, be them, be them, and be laughing and joking, um, be laughing and joking throughout the event. So she left that event really seeing what it was and this has just been a theme for them you know especially for the people who have watched homecoming this is especially mm-hmm. been a theme is that they're um they're just growing and are the people that they're becoming are those the same people that should be in a relationship together and simone is finally the one that's just like it's not even that we're growing apart, we're just growing, and so why are we holding on to this uh, relationship? That is, by the way, after she's very much like, what's going on with you and Layla, and you don't even see what's going on before your eyes, you don't even realize, uh, and that's worse, and they had a whole fight, and look, I'm a defense mode. I'm a defense mode, because <laughs> I think she was right. I think she was right, is that he couldn't even admit what was going on with Jordan and Layla. And though she is not innocent uh, with Damon, um, I think at least she she admitted to something. Um, so it was just mm-hmm. a really sad, sad breakup for them. Um, you felt it because you know that they, you know that they shared something together and it was for a period yeah, of time Yeah, I would never life. ever doubt that Jordan and Simone loved each other. I think they loved each other very deeply. I just think that, I just think that the way that they left their relationship off before they went to college, like, these are two people who maybe didn't know each other that well, and not only did they not know each other that well, but they didn't even know themselves that well. Like, they were still kind of figuring out who they were, and so then you have these two people who don't really know each other that well, don't know themselves that well. They're going to college, and they're figuring who they are out they're figuring out what their identity is they're meeting people or reconnecting with people who can relate to these parts of themselves that they're discovering and so when you go back to the person that you are with after this I guess era of self-discovery it's it's gonna be different there's gonna be a shift and I feel like that's what happened with them I mean like Simone said they just grew I mean they're they've been put in these new environments they're figuring out who they are 
and the people that they are now just don't fit with each other anymore. That's really all it is to it. I don't think it's a lack of love, like she said. I think they love each other deeply, but sometimes love just isn't enough. And yeah, no, I um, I completely agree. And I think that there, because I mean, pff, look, and you know, audience, I think that Jordan is Layla's person. I think uh, Layla is Jordan's person. And so I just think that there's just like something deeper. And I think Simone and Damon have a connection, like a really, really deep connection. Um, and so to that point, uh, and this is shifting a little bit to like what happened in Homecoming, but you know, your first love is so exciting and uh, it, it really like takes your, takes your breath away, but that's not to say that it's gonna be your only love and that you won't love other people in different ways. And that's okay, like, that's okay. Very rarely do people end up with the person that they with the person they can call their first love absolutely um, and that's one of my biggest pet peeves when um you see that first love dynamic and people say that oh this person could never love this person as much as they love their first love like it is possible to love multiple people in your lifetime as yeah. you grow there's different types of love right right no i completely agree i completely agree and i think that we saw that saw that in this episode and jordan uh broke down about it uh we obviously saw simone's reaction as well uh on homecoming especially um and that being said <laughs> she did point out some things to him and so by the time that he uh you know cried on spencer's shoulder after the the letter which i think people were asking how did the letter come about I honestly think this is what happened. I think that Simone left after she said what she said. She mm -hmm. went home to write the letter and then just dropped the letter back off because she, you know, she still lives in like, what is it, Malibu or Beverly Hills. So they, I think they changed it to Beverly Hills, but she still lives in Beverly Hills, so she's not that far from them. So I think that she just went home, wrote the letter, dropped it off i don't even know if she gave it to him like in person i think she might i think just, she like, dropped it at it. the door like the editing literally weird when you watched it live first but when you rewatch it back i think they had their fight you know they kind of went their separate ways right she and went then home she... blowed off some steam and i think it hit her like this is yeah that this is because they were right they were like married and so it they didn't want to she didn't want to leave it on an awkward note so i think that she mm -hmm. or this is the way that i'm reasoning it in my head is that she went home like you said cooled off and then literally just like <laughs> the equivalent of dropping it in the mail slot like is what happened i'm assuming um but again so spencer was there for jordan uh after he found out that he and simone broke up and he calls layla and Liv to come to the field uh and <laughs> jordan seemed to get over it Right. That quick. was of course insane. He's not. And there, this has been like a source of discourse. I really do think they're going to address the breakup more next week. They. I don't think they're. Ju I don't think they're just gonna blow it off and pretend it never happened. I really do think they're not. They're going to address. I. You don't think so? No, 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 no. I'm saying they're not. They're not going to just blow it off. Oh, okay. okay I, I just happened to be laughing to because it. I thought That'd it was. That'd be a bad, bad look. I really do think they're going to address. Um, no, they're definitely going to address it more next week. I feel like people forget that technically homecoming is supposed to be a little bit ahead. Isn't it supposed to be like a month ahead or like a couple weeks? Uh, I think they got. I think they got on the same timeline now. Oh, I that's think awkward. they had to. Yeah, oh. once oh. once Jordan <laughs> <laughs> once Jordan went for the second time, they were on the same timeline. Um, oh. But. Wait, so does that mean that next week's episode will be in line with the homecoming episode that airs right after? Or is the episode yep. next week in line with the home? Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Wow. They had two for okay, this particular I, see, I thought story that line. the homecoming episode was a couple weeks that the one that aired last was a couple weeks after break. And so she came back after like spending time with her family or whatever and was like reeling over the breakup and then we would see jordan's version 
next week on Homecoming, I mean on All American, once they mm. caught up in that timeline, but they're on the no. same page. See, I think that fall break isn't that long. I think fall break is like a week, if that. Interesting. Um, I mean, just like Jordan said that he and Layla went. Yeah, he, he said and Layla went, went to San Diego last week. So it's mm-hmm. the, this has been very short. So basically, Jordan was just in Atlanta, um, what two ish we it and it, what is it? She Layla said I haven't seen you but since you've been back. So it's been it's just been a couple of weeks since Jordan's been in Atlanta. Um, okay. So it hasn't been that long since they've seen each other. Um, but yeah, they're on the same timeline. Is is that <laughs> that point? They're on the same wow. timeline now, and so I do think that they're. I still do think that they're. We're gonna see more from Jordan. He did say, you know, he said he didn't want to talk about the breakup anymore. So that means and... that he's gonna be bearing those feelings about the breakup until next week. I don't know how it's gonna manifest, but I I think it'll come up again. Um, it has to. I mean, he has to deal with it. I mean, this is a relationship that was a really big part of his development, a really big part of his storyline. There's just no way they're going to skip over him getting the closure that he needs. Like, it just doesn't make sense for him to be crying in Spencer's arm and then, oh, I'm happy now. Like, he has to. Well, and here's the thing. I didn't. storyline that deals with this. Right. I don't think that he was happy. I think that he was just done talking about it for the day. In his, even though as as cute, as adorable as it was, the I want Layla comment and the longing looks that they were giving to each other, which is still very real. Um, I think the I want Layla was a Freudian slip. I mean, he has been unaware of his feelings uh, for this entire time. And he was still doing the, he was still doing essentially the same thing without saying the words I want Layla throughout the entire episode that was still when he was with Simone so basically he's just vocalizing um basically vocalizing his inner thoughts exactly vocalizing his inner thoughts so it wasn't just that he was over it completely but it's just it was just a Freudian slip something that he didn't mean to say but vocalizing Mm -hmm. his inner thoughts and that doesn't mean that he's completely over Simone yet um even though I'm very glad because it looks like the friend group will finally start to see <laughs> what and has that been makes happening. I'm happy because I feel like a really big criticism of Jordela that I just personally just don't understand is a lot of people are saying that they don't think that they're emotionally cheating and they feel like it's been too platonic and they're comparing them to Damone and saying that you look at Damone and how they almost kiss and things like that and Jordela just isn't on that same level. And, like, that is one of my, that's been one of my biggest, like, pet peeves about, like, the discourse surrounding these two ships because I feel like Damone's dynamic and Jordala's dynamics are so different. They're almost, yeah. like, foils of each other. And I feel like NK used these dynamics to show, I, I tweeted about this the other day, I feel like they, she used these dynamics to show the different types of emotional cheating that can manifest um, I feel like Damone's was more, like, immediate, like, more intense. Like, you literally saw it from the backdoor pilot. Like, it was an instant connection. Where with Jordala, like, Jordan and Layla are two people who have known each other since they were kids. And so they approached that dynamic from a different direction. It was more right. subtle. By episode by episode, it was slow burning. Like, we see that dynamic build and those feelings crept up on them. It's And it, they didn't really expect that to happen with Damone, I just feel like it was a little bit more different. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, have been shouting that from the rooftops for the past couple of weeks. Um, that they they are very different. They're, they are very different situations. And so it's going to be interesting. Even though, even though I do feel like uh, Layla, and I've been very honest about this, I feel like Layla is more aware than she lets on to the audience um but um it'll be very interesting to see them both become more fully aware of their feelings over the course of the next two episodes i told my friend this um it feels jordan and layla have both had moments that have stuck out to me like specific moments in episodes where you see them for a split second they realize that they feel something 
and they brush it off. Yeah. For Jordan, completely. I feel like his big moment was prom. Yeah. When um he was leaving the studio and he did a double take at Layla and Clay. For a split second, you see that he feels something. He brushes it off as if it never happened or he was imagining it. And then the same thing, kind of a similar situation happened with Layla and the phone call that she had with Jordan when her right. dad told her to put herself out there. Her, the logical choice that she wanted to make was Clay, but her heart led her to Jordan. And right. you see for a split second on the phone that there is something there, especially when she brings up Simone. But then after they talk about her, she almost tries to brush it off as if she's imagining it or she's bringing herself back to reality. So I think that they're both aware somewhat of this dynamic. I think it's scary for them to want to fully accept it or fully acknowledge that it's there because of the mess that it'll bring. If right. that makes any sense. No, 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 no. It makes complete sense. And to wrap up this, because we've got to hop to hop to Spencer and Liv. Um, absolutely. And I think one of the things that makes it so interesting is that... Um, I, I, I think there's chemistry, and I think the chemistry is evidence in this. The fact that after prom, you know, there was just like, how could Jordan, there was this idea of like, how could Jordan like look at Layla like that uh, and be jealous when Simone just left and da, 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 she's just gone for like a tournament and he's looking at Layla like this. Literally the entire like narrative shifted after 412 and it was just like how can how can Layla how can Layla do this how can she go after this man uh who's who's married and who she was in the wedding and now it's shifting back to like how can Jordan be so over Simone so quickly and so it like because to your point that they are they have these moments of awareness and I think their moments of awareness also for the both of them came out in the studio as well um it, it it just makes it so much more, it makes it that much more interesting for when like the full realization will occur because it's not like they're completely oblivious to what's going on, especially Jordan right. now sort of tripping up on his words at the end there. Uh, and yeah, the, someone's going to notice the long looks <laughs> eventually. They've already started to. aware but I do think that Jordan is going to be the first one of to fully accept it, yeah. To fully accept it and want to act on it and want to put himself out there. I especially feel like I don't know if he's going to come to terms with it next week or maybe more in the finale. But I feel like something has to occur there next week because Simone has now put that in his mind. Like it's going to be something that he thinks about for sure next week. Right. Right. Um. And so that's that, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that in predictions. Um, but Spencer, Spencer uh, was basically looking for a reason in this episode to cancel the launch of his product line. Um, and you know, he was talking. He was talking to Liv. Liv was trying to talk him out, and did talk about of canceling the launch. Um, and he, you know, Liv was telling him a little bit about what was going on with Wade. He was defending Wade because he and Wade are pals now. Um, and basically, it was literally, again, him finding out by what happened with what occurred with Simone and the whole Jordan thing. Um, he literally goes to go talk to Wade, talks to Olivia first, and Olivia tries to calm him down. He does not calm him down because he's Spencer. So he pushes Wade against the locker, and Wade puts on this nice guy act and basically proves that it wasn't him um, because he was in this QB meeting. Um, so that that happens. He then, again, goes to live and is just like, it wasn't Wade that did this. Um, and his whole storyline was literally just him getting ready for this this launch besides like this being involved in the, the live NIL storyline. Uh, and it's so funny because it's like just so Spencer, and he's just like, I don't want to make a speech. It is like Spencer, you make speeches all the time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> no, you make speeches all the all time. Giving a monologue. Literally. Uh, and Coop tells him, and I, th- th- this is why I love Coop. Coop checking Spencer and being such a good friend to Spencer. And she's just like, stop whining, give the speech because these kids look up to you and Dylan 
and you have to do it for the kids that look up to you and Dylan. So he gives the speech. It was a great speech, by the way. Uh, and yeah. literally then says like, he's going to give a quarter of the proceeds uh, of his, of his merch to the kids of South Crenshaw, basically as scholarships for them to pursue art, to pursue, to pursue sports and all of that stuff. Obviously we found out that Wade was lying and so we'll talk about that more in predictions, but what did you think about Spencer and what he was going through this episode? Uh, I feel like Spencer's whole, like, woe is me uh, storyline is just getting so repetitive. Like, I feel like his whole, like, uh, like, life is so hard. Like, how am I supposed to play football, hang out with my girlfriend, and still find time to make money off this NIL thing? I just feel like he overthinks a lot of stuff. Hmm. He does overthink a lot. And I, again, like, this is why I, I think that they, they need to go back to season one in the sense that they need more conversations with Spencer and Coop. Spencer and Coop used to have, like, multiple conversations an episode, and now that's, like, gone away. But I think that Spen uh, Coop is a really good sounding board for him, um, so that it doesn't so that it doesn't um so so that like it doesn't get lost like who he is and what he's about but that uh coop can like check him but like not only just check him but also like encourage him in a way that like gets through to him because i feel like they're like using billy as that right now but i just think it works it better, works better coop when it's coop they grew up together right and like i feel like their relationship it symbolizes home for Spencer and symbolizes mm -hmm. where he came from. And so it was really nice for Coop to be the one to convince him to follow through with things and remind him of, I guess, of how he symbolizes hope in their neighborhood and how the kids look up to him. I think it was a really good conversation for them to have. Right. And even like, um, even uh, legitimately, Coop, um, Coop being a part of his joy, like he's so joyful around Coop, uh, and Olivia as well. But like to have other characters that he's like joyful around and like can let his guard down around, I think is mm -hmm. so is so important for him and his character, um, so that he's not like constantly stressing out about these things. But again, to like, yeah, I think just emphasizing that relationship more, especially in season five, I think is going to be like really really important because he's about to go i mean i don't know if they're gonna what they're gonna do for season five but just like for future storylines um mm -hmm. so that he can continue to let his guard down instead of being so um like we saw him early in this season just like so down about himself and even like last episode like losing confidence um koop is really important for him and for his confidence and Liv is too um, and speaking yeah. of Liv, Liv is busy. <laughs> Liv is busy. They made a point to say that Liv was busy this week um, because she, <laughs> Liv is busy. Liv is just trying to figure out what is going on in her life. She would, there was a whole juice thief thermos. It ended up being Layla, but she thought it was patience. It was really mad about it. Um, but she just has a lot going on with this NIL article. Um, she's still a sponsor and she missed Jen's chip ceremony. I think it was her six month chip ceremony. Mm -hmm. um, she literally already knows about the Wade post, which we know tries to tell Spencer that she's going to handle it on her own. Um, but again, she's still like figuring out things with this article while figuring out things with Jen. Uh, she thinks that Jen is using again. So she goes through Jen's things. <laughs> um, this is what I loved about this storyline. We finally got a note about sponsor sponsy confidentiality because it was touch and go there for a while. And I was just like, Liv is telling a lot about being a sponsor. And I was just like, I feel like there's confidentiality in this. And so finally that was brought up today, but it was like a point for Spencer because it was like, oh, there's a lot of confidentiality to go around because she was working on the article earlier. Um, but basically, again, she was just like, I don't want to say like running around with a like a chicken with her head cut off, but almost, almost, um, so much so that Jen disinvited her after she went through Jen's things to 
to her like ballet recital and so much so that she second guesses herself on her correct instinct about Wade um, because he quote unquote finds the guy who made the post about her Mm -hmm. Um, but she sort of she ends this episode on a downbeat because Jen essentially breaks up with Liv as a sponsor um, and that really gives Liv a check and she just like tells Jen how courageous she is it was actually a very like Oh, Sam just kills these like emotional scenes. It was a really like, sad scene. Oh my gosh, you just feel for Liv all the time. Um, and she was just like talking about how she wasn't that courageous when her sponsor stopped um, stopped speaking to her. And she, I love this line. And she's just like, "You can always call, and I'll never be too busy again." And just like really trying to right her wrongs. She talks about it with Layla, and is just like, "Oh, I've been messing things up, and I, I feel like I've always been wrong." And so it was just like, it, it was sad to see because it's just like, you're not, you're not always wrong. And like, I know it feels like it right now, but you're not. And you're like, your, your instincts are more often than not pretty spot on. Um, so it'll be interesting I really again. I related to that scene, especially about how she was so frustrated, like always being wrong and always messing things up. Because I feel like that adjustment from high school to college is a tricky one and she's balancing all these different like responsibilities and activities and it's just all about adjustment and and so when she was beating herself up over that it really hit close to home because I feel like so many college freshmen have under you know have experienced that feeling yeah no I I 1000% agree I 1000% agree and so I'm excited and again we'll talk about this more when we get to predictions but to see like where um to see her start to get some wins and start to realize that she's not always wrong because i really think that um she she needs that right now because she's not always wrong um and yeah i'm really i'm really excited for that the last thing i'll say is like i just love that they keep giving cute Bolivia moments like a lot of I love yous a lot of kisses and just like showing them that they're still strong and solid despite everything they're very that's been sweet. going on probably one of the best depictions of like a healthy teen relationship um, yeah. on television for sure right and even Spencer uh, telling her like even if she is wrong I still like I still love you and everybody's wrong at some point like I, I love 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 that and you're right very very healthy and I think that they've taken strides uh as a couple and as like their foundation is friendship so as friends I think they've taken super super strong strides in their communication um that I uh yeah I mean, audience you know how I feel about the communication but yeah I think that they've they like this season has really been super super solid for them um so that in a nutshell was the episode uh and now let's go to predictions thanks for listening to film study and all american podcast stay tuned for our predictions